Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Four Figure Discount is brought to you by our incredible supporters on Patreon who each month enjoy our exclusive Futurama podcast, classic movie reviews, Simpsons audio commentaries, early ad-free access to all of our shows, including Speaking of the Hill, Talking Seinfeld, Going Down to South Park, The One About Friends and more, as well as access to our exclusive Facebook community where you get to banter with us all on a daily basis. Plus, we've just set ourselves a goal of launching a Bob's Burgers podcast once we hit a thousand supporters. So go ahead and join the family today and get even more Four Finger Discount in your ears every week at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. Hey, this is Clay Davis. You know, this young honky Mitch here came up asking me to promote Four Finger Discount and didn't even give me my $5,000. Shit. Say what you want about me. I can take the slings and arrows, but stop slandering poor defenseless blinky good night and god bless four finger discount dude Welcome to Four Finger Discount, Australia's favourite Simpsons-based podcast, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page and at nohomers.net. I am Dando, and you are... I am Mitch. Now, did I hear right? Did I hear Australia's favourite pod- Simpsons podcast? Yes. What happened to Only? We're not the only one. Oh, okay. What are you talking about? I'm We're not, not the, the only one. I tell you before what's I start recording. On? I'm like, I have this written, make sure you don't say Only. We're not the only Simpsons-based podcast in Australia. What? I know, I feel so bad. Okay. We've, we've been claiming it for so long. We have since we started. I know, and no one's pulled us up for it, and I just, so I just assumed that we must be, because surely everyone would know every Simpsons-based podcast in Australia. Who else is there? They're called um, We're Talking Simpsons podcast. Okay. And so, so they're not newer I, I, than us. I knew of these guys, but I just didn't know they were Australian. Yeah, like, actually, I, now that you say that, I have seen them in iTunes. Yes. They've been around since we started. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just feel so bad that we've been claiming to be the only ones, and turns out we're not. Yeah, sorry, guys. They're probably better than us. They've been around longer than us, I assume. Well, you would Although hope. they were when we started. Well, do they have a page? Can we check them out? Check them out on Facebook. Type it. We're talking Sips' podcast. See how many right, likes they've on. got. Okay. So we've got hosted by Ham and Bex. Okay, Ham and Bex. How are you doing, yep. Ham and Bex? How many likes they got? Uh, what are they? They're about 300. 306 people liking their page at give, the moment. Give them a like. Yeah, all right. Then we'll <laughs> throw a little like their way. Uh, speaking of likes, we've just cracked a 1,000. Woohoo! Thank, Thank you very much, Thank you to everybody much, who's liked yeah. us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash discount. Um, what, have they got? what have they got on their page? Is their well, page I've got some through. It's, it's mostly just links to... There's a can oh, yeah. of Fosters that they're obviously listening to at one, uh, drinking while listening to an okay, episode. Um, they seem to be jumping around, so they're just picking and choosing their episodes as they go. Okay. Uh, uh, oh. What? Well, hang on. What? 
it's like a, a on the fourth of August. Selfie. What? Uh, <laughs> I wish it was a nude, a nude <laughs> selfie of ham or Bex. Uh, both. Um, I hope Bex is a chick of the ham. Uh, episode eighteen is currently uploading. We watch Marge versus the Monorail again. Yep. Good episode. Oh, it is. I also just discovered that there is another Australian Simpsons podcast. Oh, they've acknowledged so us. Oh, well, at least... See, I feel bad now because they've acknowledged us, but we haven't acknowledged them. So, I can safely say that we are Australia's premier podcast. Well, they are. As theirs isn't very good. Wait, so they said that we're not very good? They've said that we're not very good, Dando. What? We're at war. Are you kidding me? We are at war. They wrote a status saying that. Don Jim Yale has commented on their hashtag shots fired. Wow. So I can I'm going to say that again. So I can safely say that we are the Australia's premier Simpsons podcast, as theirs isn't very good. Now I feel I, violated. I feel like we've been doing a good job. I genuinely like. I know. Like, we just like their page, and they've just hung shit on us. They've slammed us in the press. I feel so <laughs> they've violated. come out in the press and taken us down. Now, but well, I don't know. Maybe they are better. Put it on. All right. Yeah. Well, let, let's find, let's listen to that episode. Make sure you make sure we don't unlike their page either. Like you liked it. Like we're showing our support for other podcasts out there, especially the Simpsons. Well, I was trying show. to, but now <laughs> now I'm not so sure. All right. Let's we'll, let's let the listeners decide, Dan. Okay. So we're back with Dead Putting Society from season two, it's episode six, uh, the introduction basically of the Flanders family. Bex, what are your thoughts on this one? It was. Cute. I it wasn't. I had there was a couple funny moments in it, but like it wasn't consistently funny of some of the other episodes that we watched. Yeah, it's true. Well, I'm not going to say nothing, but I don't know. Maybe our listeners can tell us. Are we as good as look, that? Or I, I'm we... not. Yeah, look, I'm not going to comment on their Facebook page. But if you guys would like to comment on their Facebook page, Tell I'm them, sure that's. A... I'm sure they'd love some constructive criticism. I mean, we're yeah, clearly they're better than us. And you've told you tell us when they we're are. doing things wrong. They they most well, you're, you're always telling us that we're really good. If you're telling us that we're really good and they can see that we're not very good, obviously they must be awesome. Yeah. So jump on their page and yeah. tell them what you think of the show. Tell obviously. them what you think. Now look, maybe you guys listened to that and you were really impressed by their really high production values and the editing and the Oh, I know, sorry, that's our podcast that does that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Maybe you're listening uh maybe you look at their page and you're really digging the audience interaction and the feedback and No. No, that's us again. Um Although you have to admit that episode where they were able to interview a production coordinator from the show, then that oh wait, fuck, that was us too. Uh, we did all of that. Oh wait. I'm oh. so sorry, guys. No, that's but, cool though. But at the end of the day, you gotta remember, we're not very good. No, we're not. We're not good at all. They <laughs> are the premier Australian based Simpsons podcast. Shout out to you guys. Yes. In saying that, let's get into our review today for two cars in every garage, three eyes on every fish. Yeah, thank you. Uh because we are going chronologically through you know, with us, you are guaranteed that you will get to your favourite episode that we're going to review for you because we are going from start to finish all the way through. We sound I'm so not, bitter, but no. we're not. We're, we're, <laughs> no, we're just not. laughing. You don't, you know, it's at the point, you know, we've hit a thousand likes. We're once 6,000 downloads now. Yep. Because of the interview we had with Nikki. Asoya. Yeah, which is production, flying through Production the coordinator of The Simpsons, like the actual show. Yeah, if you haven't checked that out, like if maybe this is your first episode that you're listening to, go back and listen to that because it was a huge coup for us. We, we don't mind if you guys go out and check out all the other Simpsons-based podcasts, not just in Australia, but around the world. Like, the more Everywhere. the better. We're yeah. not going to tell you that we're the best. We tell you that we're everyone's favourite because yeah. we just assume we're everyone's favourite because we're not, the, we have the most likes than any other Simpsons-based podcast in like Australia. A, it's not like traditional radio. We're not competing for market share we in the four to we six. We get paid lot. to do this. We do this for fun. If you guys want to listen to their show too, do it. Look, please. Just listen to us as well. Yeah, don't don't jump ship. Don't forget us. <laughs> <laughs> We've only just begun. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the show is on the right path. Yeah. 
Like where people are listening now, people are paying interest. They're watching our videos on yeah. YouTube. Oh my god, there are some messages to read out later on. That yeah, are just great. And thank you so much for writing in. We'll cover them off a little bit later. But as you said, for right now, we're going to get into the episode. So uh, two cars in every garage, three eyes on every fish, which uh, was of course a play on a presidential campaign from Herbert Hoover, I believe, which was what one chicken in every pot, um, one something or other. On every something else. Now you guys, I don't remember the exact thing. It was 1928 that that campaign run. So don't hold me against that for not being fresh in my mind. You guys are going to learn in this podcast that Dano knows nothing about politics and Mitch knows everything. Mitch knows a bit. I don't Mitch, know about everything, but well, I know a little bit. More. I'm going to be thrown to you to explain shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, we should point out we're actually doing this on a very momentous political night in Australia. We might have a new prime minister by the time we finish recording this podcast. I know. We should which, take whether he's the prime minister now, which is happening like every second week in this country at the <laughs> yeah, moment. That yeah. no matter what. No matter who's in charge, the next person in charge wants to be in charge. Okay, so the original air date was November 1st, 1990. The chalkboard gag was, I will not Xerox my butt. Is Xerox, is that like Photocopy. photocopying? Yeah, so Xerox, it's like how um, in England a Hoover is, like, rather than say vacuum cleaner, they'll call Nicola it all the time. Hoover is a brand. Yeah. But Nicola says, I'm going to go Hoover the, the house. Yeah. And I try and tell her that, you know, it's the brand name, you're vacuuming. Yeah. She goes, no, 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 I'm hoovering. Yeah. Uh, she goes, it says Hoover. I'm like, yeah, I know, but what are you actually doing? She going, goes, I'm going to go vacuuming make- things. I'm exactly. Going to go Hoovering. McDonald's some dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the couch gag was that they jumped onto the couch and turned into like a fold-out bed. Yep. Now, first thoughts about the episode. Going back, thinking before I rewatched it, I remember as a kid, didn't like this episode at all. I can I imagine think you wouldn't have. It's too... I think even kids nowadays, they watched it. Maybe even more so nowadays. It's just... It's really dry. Yeah, but the, the jokes make, would make no sense to kids. No. I, I, I think maybe you might have understood it because you claimed to be a, a genius baby. I was a prodigy. Yes. Um, but I just I remember watching this thinking nothing's happening. Even though I watched it now, loved it. You hadn't watched it in a while. And, and it had been years. Uh, this was one that I probably hadn't watched since I had it on VHS, to be honest. Or maybe I might have caught it, but I've definitely never sat down and properly watched it in a really, really long time. Yeah. And you, you like I pointed out to you and you pointed out as well that there's so many one-liners in here that like political satire, isn't it? It's just yeah. great. You can tell that the writers were really in their element. The yeah. writers are really liberal, I think. Massively, yeah. <laughs> I think most writers are, to be honest. Um, or, or certainly, you know, writers of really good political shows and stuff that you wouldn't, again, have watched, I assume. But it's very rare on a successful show that the Republicans are A, in power, or B, in power and being looked up to as being great. Like, it's, it's generally a democratic side of things when it comes to when it comes to Hollywood, and that's probably because California itself is a fairly consistently democratic state. Let's give some examples for The Simpsons. Okay, like the police force, idiots. Yes. Mayor Quimby, he's constantly taking bribes corrupt. and cheating on his wife. He's corrupt. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. The power plant's constantly uh, polluting. Yeah, Mr. Burns is just the evil capitalist that only cares about money over <laughs> I'd be happier with the dollar. You know what they do good in this episode, though? This was, besides Crusty Gets Busted, this was the first episode that really focused on a sub-character. Yes. So far. Yep. So, can you think of any episodes before this besides Crusty Gets Busted that focus oh, like on Where they've elevated a, a secondary character yeah. to the top tier. Yeah, no, probably not. Well, the Simpsons not. are involved in the sense that they, Mr. Burns goes to his house and Homer works for the power plant, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But it's a Mr. Burns-driven episode. And even so, I think in Crusty Gets Busted, it focuses on Crusty, but it's also Sideshow Bob. Yeah. It's not just Crusty. But they paint Mr. Burns in this episode and such. I can, I don't want to say relate to him, but I can feel sorry for him, especially that scene where... Oh, where he's drunk in the car yeah. at the start. Yeah. I don't think you ever see Mr. Burns like that ever again. Maybe no. when he or when he wants Bobo the bear because yeah. it's bringing out the kid in him. Yeah. No, this was a real human moment early. Yeah. So it, it's after 
Should we give so, a quick synopsis? Yeah, okay. So Bart and Lisa, are, it starts with the episode with them fishing, yep. and Bart pulls out a three-eyed fish. Blinky, the three-eyed fish. Um, who's this guy that just drives past? He's a reporter, investigative like, reporter. Just happens to see these kids fishing and decides there might be a scoop in that? Yeah, I, I think it's... When I first watched it, because I forgot he was the investigative reporter, yep. I thought, who's this pedophile? Just yeah, I know. It's, it's just, you see these two legs of a man walk up behind him. So, uh, what's going on here, kids? You're like, what is about to happen? Yeah. Um, anyway. What, what I also liked was, this is, I think it was the first time you see Bart and Lisa just generally hanging out, doing something out doors yeah they're never they're, they're always sort of bickering or yeah they're, they're such different people but they're still brother and sister which you yeah. see in this scene although lisa still talks bart down for using live bait yeah yeah she's um she's just there for the um i've actually got it here because when they you know what they also use in this episode a lot of our newspaper thing yeah them, newspaper headlines from the springfield shopper but when the investigative reporter finds three hour fish bart catches it the the subheading of the the article where it says bart catches the fish says sister was just there for the tranquility yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that was in the Springfield Shopper. So yep. we find out that the what I loved about the the newspaper montage there was they were able to tell a bit of a story in like five seconds. Yeah, Mr. Well, Burns yeah. is getting in trouble for all the power plants in trouble for creating mutant fish, yep. and Governor Bailey's going to challenge him and make sure that they get uh, investigated. Yeah, without having to actually show that happening, two newspaper headlines, bang, it's done. Yeah, it takes smart. two seconds. Yeah, that's um one of the one of the few things that they copy from um. Citizen Kane, as this movie Citizen Kane uses a lot of that sort of spinning headline into um, into camera focus to t- to progress the story forward, um, which is becoming a theme early in these you know season one, season two. That whenever Burns is involved, Citizen Kane seems to be very very closely linked to that episode. Yeah, and then the following day, it's uh, the family eating breakfast over the table. Marge is reading the newspaper article saying, "Oh, thank goodness that." Uh, Governor Bailey's doing something about it. Trust yep. her to be able to do it. Yep. Homer has the complete opposite opinion. I pointed it out to you when you were watching it before. Homer is such the everyman. What he says is such an Australian comment. Well, if I was governor, I'd sure find better things to do with my time. Like what? Like getting Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday back as separate paid holidays. President's Day. What a ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> that is such an Aussie thing. Yeah. We, we, we get the Queen's birthday off paid public holiday. No, no one cares about the Queen. No one cares about the Queen. <laughs> no I couldn't cares. tell you what her name is. No, what is her name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. But we can tell you what her name is. I don't is. know which one she is. But like she's Elizabeth II, third. Nicola, I know that we Nicola have Queen Elizabeth. Obsessed, man. I'm not even joking. Like, mm. I don't know what it is about the English. They love the royal family. I, I don't get it. What do they do? Nicola tries Nothing. to tell... Like, Nicola tells me that it's, it's all about um, like PR, good PR. They go visit things. They go do this... I'm like, yeah, but oh, I'm sure they do a lot for charity. Yeah, yeah, that's what Nicholas says. Yeah. But I just, I don't get it. I'm sure they could do a lot more for charity if they didn't have like a $45 million crown just <laughs> hanging about in their lounge room. So, where were we up to? I like I'll, Harry. Yes. I like any any public figure who's willing to get naked and play pool in Las Vegas. And he knows those photos are getting out. Of yeah. course he does. But yeah. he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> Harry's a champion. <laughs> Uh, He's so, like the Rob Lowe of political. Yeah. It's like, eh, leak my sex tape. It's fine. My career's fine. Yeah, <laughs> that that scene as well. When Homer says that comment, it's a good. It's planting the seed for what's going to happen f- uh, later on in the episode, where yep. it's going to be a very big conflict between Marge and Homer. Yeah, which obviously I, I, I'm sorry. The end. Yeah. I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't actually hear what you said for that sentence because in the back of my head, I was imagining how many people would be listening to this that might be sort of 25 or under that would know Rob Lowe from Parks and Recreation and are right now going, Rob Lowe had a sex tape? <laughs> <laughs> Pause. Google. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I didn't know he had a sex tape. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, threesome. Uh, one of the girls was underage. He didn't know that at the time. Rob Lowe is still a decent human I being. I smell a torrent this TV article coming. Uh, possibly. Top five celebrities you didn't know had sex, sex. tapes. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, sorry. So it cuts to the uh, the power plant, and Burns announces over the speaker that the government inspection team are coming to investigate the um, the power plant. Yeah, I pointed out to you again the great scene where that when they rock up, and he turns to Smithers and says, "Here they come." Hold me, Smithers. Yeah, <laughs> terrified by he's the just, EPA. He's so scared. It's just, yeah. it's hilarious. After he's given his rallying speech to the troops, yeah, <laughs> hold me, Smithers. Yeah. So they do. They do the tour of the power plant. It's just one by one mistake. Like the bubble gum's holding the yeah. crack in the wall together. Yeah. Um. There's, there's something else I can't quite remember. It escapes uh, the, me. It's a uh, the plutonium rod being used yes, as a paperweight, paper and, and then, and then and you have the acid drip down on the clipboard. And it's great. Um. One of those really great. Like uh, set up, set up punchline yeah. type moments. How like first, Mister Burns is trying to cover for two of them, and then on the third, <laughs> he's got, well, I'll be honest, that's been like that for a really yeah. long time. Oh, that's always been like. That. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that sequence is coming from a factory work. Have you ever worked in a factory? I've been through them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've driven well, past the a few. factory. <laughs> <laughs> I've, every now and then, I like to just mingle with the um, with the daily folk. The peasants. <laughs> it's just. There's that, that scene of them trying to cover up all the, the things that had been done wrong. Now, I work at Ford, and Ford is f- like freaking spot on when it comes to safety. I could yeah. not fault them one iota. I've learned so much about safety just from working at Ford. Yeah. I, I try and tell, like, for example, because I drive a forklift at work, when I reverse out of a driveway now, I honk the horn just instinctly yeah. because I'm warning you, people, I'm coming. People, yep. And Nicholas says, what are you doing that for? And it's just instinct for me. That's just working at Ford's a good thing. But, yeah. you know, I think every workplace... It, I compare it to like your house. When you're having guests over, you realize just how messy your house is when you realize that you've got guests coming over because you're in a mad rush to try and clean up your house. That's what this was like. And it's like that working in a factory. Yep. There's so much shit that you know isn't supposed to be being done. And it's like, I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get to it tomorrow. It's, all, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, uh, work some- safe for coming. Holy <laughs> shit. Stop the presses. Yep. Stop the presses. Yep. Get a broom and sweep this shit up. Yeah. And just, uh, that, I think any factory worker would watch that scene and just piss themselves laughing because I think we've all... Had that moment where mm. our work site's been an absolute mess, and there's shit that you know's it's not putting anyone's life in danger, but it's probably not the safest it could be. I was just going to say, actually, while we're talking about this moment, there was one subtle little uh, environmental message in that as well. When Homer's in the cafeteria, um, stuck with all of the plain donuts, and thanks for taking all the fancies, guys. <laughs> there's a sign up on the cafeteria wall saying "Clean your own mess." And it's so messy. Uh, yeah, yeah, but all like that's come right off the back of the whole the nuclear power plant is polluting the environment and that sort of thing. So, nice little ironic sign in the background, but also a bit of an environmental message out to the actual nuclear industry in the States about the fact that this shit is your responsibility. I also noticed, this is a little bit of a tidbit. Now, it's nothing to do with the episode, but it's a, I guess you call production fault. Basically, when Mr. Burns says, let's go to my office and discuss this problem to the um, investigation team, his ear disappears numerous times. Oh, really? Whilst he's saying that. It just goes black. His ear just keeps disappearing. Go I back, go, guys. Go back and watch that. that scene, Act One, when Mr. Burns is doing the investigation tour around the yeah. power plant, and when he says, "Look, let's go discuss this in my office," his ear keeps disappearing. Okay, I just thought that was just it. Just seemed so odd. It's like I Sherry to- and Terry not having a body. Yeah, it's just, it was just like that. I had to mention it's a real it. season one type mistake. Yes. Um. So Burns is basically told to fix up the plant. Yeah. And it's a cost- really funny bribery scene, yeah, by yeah. the way. <laughs> Look, Smithers, the money and a very stupid man are still here. Throws it at him. Take yeah. the money, you fool. Yeah. Take it. It's yours. It's like how it, it's that kind of... Because um, whenever there's a, a a bribe scene in Hollywood or in a movie, they're trying to like, are you trying to bribe me? He's like, no, I would never do such a thing. <laughs> this, are you trying to bribe me? Of course I'm trying to bribe you. Take the money. 
So he's told <laughs> that, that he has to fix up the plan. It's going to cost $52 million. Yeah. What I love here, this is that scene we're talking about where it really humanizes Mr. Burns, where he asks Smithers to leave the room because he can't bear to have Smithers see him cry. Yeah. And he's just, what does he pull out? Is it wine? I'm uh, assuming. I wasn't um, looking at that What do you think closely? Mr. Burns would drink? It's I, just in a red glass. Cognac. Bottle. Cognac? Yeah. Okay. So he's drinking that. And how, this is going to be one of my trivia questions. Okay. But I'll ask it to you now. Do you know how long transpires? Oh, six hours. No. Damn. 5.05 is when oh, the clock starts. Yep. And then it goes, and it goes to 9.30. 930. Yeah, so about, what, four and a half hours? Yep. So he's just sitting there for four and a half hours, drinking away, and has that really great shot of him walking through the power plant when everyone's gone home. Singing to himself. Singing to himself. What's the song you sing, Can, I, can You Spare a Dime? I'm yeah, brother, that's what it's brother, Can You Spare a Dime? Yeah. And you, you really feel sorry for Mr. Burns, even though you know he's done such a shoddy job of keeping this power plant in order. I don't know. I think it's when you see... When I see someone cry... I feel bad. You know, but yeah, that's true. It's, um, um, you never see, I think, think of anybody in the public figure, like any public figure, anyone in the public eye, who for a long time you've been like, this guy is an idiot. He's doing this wrong. Like, say it's a coach of a football team or whatever it might be that you don't like. And you're like, they should get rid of him. They should sack him. He's a jerk. I hate him. And then when that press conference finally comes around and you see him broken and crying, you finally, you, I at the very least will go, oh, poor guy. He doesn't deserve this. Do you know, like, I, for Australian listeners out there who watch AFL, yeah. I kind of felt that way of James Hurd. That was, that was exactly what I was thinking. I just didn't want to alienate people outside of Australia. But yeah, yeah like it, it's that moment where you just think, ah, oh, well, at the end of the day, how much, you know, how he wrong was it? Yeah, exactly. He's just a human that has to go home to his wife. Yeah. And be miserable and probably hate himself and think that he's failed in life. And really, is there any worse feeling than that? Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I really liked about this scene as well, that for the first time, the power plant for Mr. Burns wasn't about money. Yeah. That he... You can tell he loves the power plant. Exactly. It's his life. It's it's his passion. He doesn't want to see it go away. He, he wants to see it continue to thrive. The money, obviously, he does love money, but that's a byproduct of, of this. And that's... Yeah. But as you said, it is the first time that they really humanize him. One of the only times outside of Bobo. Um, you never see him vulnerable like this. No. I mean, the, he even... Talk about vulnerability. He invites Homer to sit in his Rolls Royce with him. Yeah. When would he ever allow someone else into his car? I loved that scene because yeah. it's one of the only times, if the only time, I think it happens in later seasons, but he treats Homer as an equal. It's, it's a real great representation of boss and worker. Yeah. He's just like working late, Simpson. He's just a friend, you know? He's yeah. not talking to him like the moron worker. He's just a guy and he's like, I want someone to talk to. Simpson, get in the car. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. And then Homer, unbeknownst to himself. Homer's hilarious in that scene yeah, as well. Yeah. It brings up the fact that it gives gives Mr. Burns the idea to run for governor. He's like, well, if you were governor, you could make sure that power yeah. plant... Or no, he says if I rules. was governor, doesn't he? What's that? He says something along the lines of, um, you know, if I was governor, I would just change this. And then there's the line about it, the, no honest man could afford to run for governor. He says, well, you could afford to. Yeah. It's <laughs> not saying that you're not honest. Yeah. You're just backtracking. But basically, <laughs> but you're Mr. just Mr. staring at me. So <laughs> He gives Mr. Burns the idea that if you are governor, you can change the rules so that you are actually being environmental friendly and not yeah. polluting. It's okay for you to pollute the water. Yeah, which is why Dick Cheney ended up running for office, I think. <laughs> I, no, no, you, mate, you, uh, sorry, <laughs> political joke, yes. straight over the top of it your head. to me. Uh, <laughs> so we get to act two. And once again, the seed is planted. Well, it's obvious now that there's going to be friction between Marge and Homer. Marge says she's a, ba- uh, was a Bailey booster or something. I don't know. Yeah, she's a Bailey booster. And Mary, Mary Bailey, by the way, does she ever recur again, the governor? She's been in a lot later seasons. So, okay. like in the teens, yep. like season 16 or 17 or whatever. Yeah. So, she has reappeared, but not for a long not time. Not for a really long time. She shares the name of the wife of George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, she does. Which I'm sure is not a coincidence, given that she has a very idealistic viewpoint. 
um, there's that there's a really funny moment where she's talking in the political campaign about how she's not going to you know, just throw out scare tactics and campaigns that she's going to treat the voters, that she's going to trust the intelligence of the voters. Cut to Mr. Burns. And I say taxes are too high! When I watched that, I actually laughed that really, really loud. Yeah. I was like, that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. And it sums up political debate at the moment. Yeah, I say taxes are too high! Everyone's like, yeah! Not, the only time they've done it better than that is um, when Bart and Martin run for school president. Is that, I can remember that. The, um, the school's asbestos levels are too high. And then Bart with, that's not enough. We demand more asbestos. More asbestos. More asbestos. It's <laughs> just, once you get the mob going, yeah. the, the, in politics, the person that yells the loudest is so often the yeah. man that comes out on top. Well, before that scene... Which below, we can say with Donald Trump at the moment yeah. in America. Before that, though, as I said, we're introduced to Mr. Burns' as our campaign team, which I think is just great. Yeah. Uh, he has, he's a person for everything. He does. He's got a mudraker, a mudslinger, and a garbologist uh, to uh, dig up dirt. A joke a joke writer, all this, all this yep. other stuff. And then what's great about it is how evil does the guy look, the guy that's doing the presenting. Oh, he, yeah. He just looks like an evil, evil person. Yeah, real yuppie evil. And he's showing images like... The artist um, portrayal. Artist impression. And Mr. Burns is like, why are my teeth showing? <laughs> because you're smiling. Ah, yes, that's why I have you on this team. <laughs> that's the stuff I need to talk about. And then that, the other thing I liked about it was when he says, ah, these images make it so much easier for me. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, it's really great showing that like when a moron runs for a position of power. Yeah, exactly. They've got to really dumb it down for him. Yep. And then obviously we cut to um, his paid political message, which everyone in Springfield is, is watching. We've got the old mm-hmm. folks home. Yeah. Uh, most haven't, and yeah. what else, now, I point it, it before because that's what happens in Springfield. Yeah. There's only ever one radio station or one only TV ever channel. one TV channel, yeah. and they're all watching it. <laughs> hey, if no I'm one's ever to, just doing the groceries if when I'm something's not, important. If I'm not allowed to point out unrealistic shit. You're not allowed to either. You <laughs> said it's just a cartoon, Dando. You always got to make it negative. Meh, meh, fucking meh. All I'm doing is picking up on a trope. I said the same thing. No one, no one in Springfield has ever <laughs> had this conversation. Hey, did you see what um? Mr. Burns said on TV last night, uh, no, I was uh, I was just out. <laughs> like, that's never happened. <laughs> yeah, yes. um, so, basically, before we get into what the political message was, the, the paid advertisement, I just love, this is just a subtle thing, and it probably means nothing to, to anybody else but me. Yep. I just love when the family, the Simpsons family, are watching it on TV, that the artist drew Maggie resting against Bart on the floor asleep. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of such, cute. such a subtle thing that... Like when your family gathered around the TV, rather than having Maggie sitting there watching the TV because she would wouldn't be interested, yeah, she's just asleep against Bart. Yeah, means nothing to most people. I just thought that was a really just a minute detail that I appreciate. And one of the things, like I always say, one of the reasons why I love The Simpsons, they pay attention to the minute details like yeah. that. Yeah, they, definitely. They, and they, they they think what would Maggie be doing in this scene? Would she be watching the political message on TV, or would she be bored and asleep? Yeah. Although she's I asleep. think she was watching um, grade school. Quiz or whatever it was in <laughs> Simpson and Delilah, Hitler. But, but also the fact that Bart, you know, it, it, as you said, in a really, really tiny bit of isolation, it just adds a little bit more character and a little bit more humanity to Bart. That yep. he's not just a naughty kid. Yeah. Mm. Should we get to? Well, I'm going to let you explain the uh, the political ad. Okay, so it's pretty goddamn funny. Um, it well, starts off with the blooper. Yeah, it kicks off with Mr. Burns just talking about Springfield, not realizing that the cameras are already rolling. A very um, Gabo esque. Scene. Yeah, definitely. Was it by the time that, by the time that I'm done, everyone in this state will be eating out of the palm of my hand. Yep. He then snaps immediately into, "Oh, hello, friends." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the campaign is mostly about trying to deflect all of the attention of um, 
of the of environmental message because that's what you need to do in politics. If you've done something wrong, you need to deflect and make the debate about something else. Well, is he really def- is he deflecting it? Are, are he deflecting of course the, he is the because is- by the end of the ad, he's turned everyone that's attacking the nuclear power plant over their p- waste and pollution. Into, into people that are attacking Blinky for existing. It's a genius ad because it's made... Yeah, it makes everyone feel sorry for Blinky. Yeah, exactly. It, it, Blinky's no longer the mutant anti-fish everyone should be hating Mr. Burns for. It's a it's, super fish. It's like, oh, it's Blinky. Yeah. You know? So what they do is... And I love that Mr. Burns introduces an actor portraying Charles Darwin. Yeah, he, says that, yeah. he says that. Um, and he says, hello, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, their basic gist is that Blinky is just the next natural step in evolution. Now, yeah. I was reading through some um, some evolutionary scientists, I assume, or... Uh, I don't know. What's it called? It's... um. Uh, pop science or Evo pop or something along those lines. No idea. Which some guys actually, you think that we take The Simpsons far too seriously. Some guys uh, wrote a book called Enviro Pop where they were looking at environmental messages in pop culture yeah. and really dissected that argument and, and ultimately decided that in order to fully figure out whether or not this was a step in evolution um, for Blinky, that they would need decades of study to see whether the third eye maybe helped Blinky find food faster or evade predators. Which isn't weird. I appreciate that these guys have made that effort makes sense yes yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get that book actually yeah. <laughs> and see what else is around there you know maybe find out the long-lasting effects of the aliens from independence day and, and then the, the final music at the end only a moron wouldn't cast his boat on the but my uh, grandpa says something like that's what this town needs young blood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect representation of just how easy it is to manipulate the masses oh isn't it? yeah so simple actually um, it's really clever though I'm not going to talk about the movie but if you guys are interested in that like if you watch that Simpsons scene movie. no 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 um, movies about political manipulation there's a movie called Wag the Dog it stars Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro yep. about uh, um, haven't seen it but I know what it is yeah, I've seen yeah, it, yeah. really really good political satire and, and it's kind of that scene taken out and stretched over an hour and a half. Okay. Um, but yeah, so from there, Mr. Burns increases in, in the polls dramatically. Like, he, he really starts catching up with Mary Bailey. Yep. The, the, the newspaper montages, again, he's just doing all this random shit. Political to, campaigns. She's doing speeches and stuff, and he's going and jackhammering and yep. just trying to get photo ops. And Riding blah, blah, around blah. in tanks. I say, taxes are too high. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, I'll, uh, the, the tank thing was a rip-off of uh, Dukakis from yes. the 1988 election. Yep. Um, now, Dukakis is one person that I don't know about politically outside of the fact that in Donnie Darko, Donnie's father was voting Dukakis. Okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know so much obscure shit about pop culture, it excites me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also excites now 1,006 people, I think. 1,006 now? Something along those lines. We're so, there's so a lot of people. awesome. I know. But there's another Simpsons podcast out there that's a little bit better. Apparently. I hear that they're the premier podcast in <laughs> Australia. <laughs> it's been so much sarcasm through this episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, feel <laughs> we, bad. I hope. I, I, look, I feel like people. I hope are, we're alien because we're, we're just having we're having fun. We're not. Oh yeah, of course. We are not bitter at all. We're literally taking the piss. We don't care what people say about us. It. it doesn't matter. No, yeah, of course. As you long as our fans it. are happy, that's all that's important yeah, to like, us. As long as I, you guys are enjoying it. I'm just more hoping that people have been around with us long enough now to know that I'm being sarcastic. Yes. Yes. And then go onto the other page and write bad shit. No, no, that's true. If you don't like their show, please go onto their page and tell them <laughs> you don't like their show because that will give me so much joy. That will almost give me as much joy as the really nice, loving messages that we get from you. I wonder. I hope they. I hope they listen to this. Yeah. Hey, Ham. Hey, Bex. <laughs> How's life? Hope All you right, guys are so, enjoying it up in sunny Queensland. So um, so the team basically says that we need you to have dinner with uh, an everyday man. Yep. Because 
he's winning in every vote, public vote, except for they think he's going to lose out on the. He's he's losing the touch every with man, the common man, with the common man. Yeah, how Mary Bailey is in touch with the common man is beyond me. Yeah, but, but okay, like they're they're both people of about the same age. Hey, don't point out unrealistic. She shit, seems Mitch. like she's relatively well to do, and she's already stated that she's going to respect the intelligence of the voter. She that's about saying, as I'm not gonna far do away from the every man as you could possibly get. She's basically saying, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to trust your judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you vote for that? You're in Springfield. When has their judgment ever been sound? This is a town that was going to kill a 10-year-old for cutting the head off a statue. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to point out. No, that's actually been my trivia question. Continue on. Oh, okay. I just gave you the answer. So, Act 3. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. That was going to be such a good question, too. Um, So, Homer... Tells Marge that uh, Mr. Bailey's going to come over for dinner. Yep. And Marge is not happy about it at not all because she's, she's, she's a Bailey booster. Yes, a Bailey, Bailey boomer, a Bailey booster. booster. You're right. Um, and then Homer says, Kids, please leave the room. I don't want you to see this. Uh-oh. Please, 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 please. And Marge understands. I mean, obviously, you can understand Homer's, the situation he's in. You can understand his point of view. This is his boss. Yeah. And if he doesn't do what his boss says, the way Mr. Burns is, he'll just fire him. So yeah. it's... I can see why Marge Or likes- the plan will get shut down. Either way, Homer's job is in jeopardy. Yeah. That's the one thing about this episode. Marge never really sees it like that. Like She's happy to put... Because that- she doesn't work. So no. she's happy to put Homer's job in jeopardy. Well, and- she's got conviction of her beliefs as well, though. Women are allowed to have but those too, But you also need to pay your way through life. Yeah. Well, she cooks. She cleans. She shuts up when she's told. Yeah, but she <laughs> What more be- could you want in a wife? <laughs> Marge is sorry. a great wife. We're now down to 976 <laughs> likes. Um, <laughs> so, um, yes, eventually Marge gives in. and But there's that really good scene in the bedroom where Marge yep. rolls out of bed and Homer says... Yeah. <laughs> That's such an L Bundy line. Yes. Yeah. But there's that you pointed it out as well. And I was yeah, hoping this is you the first time that I, yeah, I, you were hoping that you'd be smarter than yeah. me. But this is the first time that I'd ever noticed this in this episode. When um, It's so obvious. When you when you know what happens, it's obvious. Yeah, exactly. So Marge says that she wants to be able to express herself. And Homer yeah. says that she does get to express herself through her cooking and cleaning and regular Maintain housewife house. stuff, yeah. basically. So Marge just says, Well, all right. If that's how you want me to express myself, then fine. And she just falls asleep. Yep. Goes to bed. Done. And Homer's like, okay, cool. Now, nothing more is said of it. No. And it's not like it's one of those moments where you know how in movies when... Um, it's not a hungry or the damned. Your wife is quite a dish. Yeah. yeah. You'll be the guest of honor. It's yeah. Not, it's, it's, you're not watching it thinking, well, that's going to be the plot twist. It, it's not like The Dark Knight Rises where Michael Caine's like, I used to go to this little cafe. Yeah. I would sit and, pre- and just imagine that you'd be over there. And, and, and you're sitting there going, well, that's fucking how the movie's yeah. going to end. But, um, it's not like that at all. So the dinner comes around, um, press everywhere. And again, so how funny, like it? second by second updates on what Mr. Burns is doing, getting real time feedback in, in what he's doing in the opinion Giving poll. Giving so, the card, the question she has to read out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that's really Can I ask funny. this question as well? No, the card question will be just fine. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mr. Burns is basically trying to act like a common man, and he's going really well. He handles the pets. He handles where, when Bart um, screws around saying grace and says, like, dear God, we paid for all this th- food. Thanks for nothing. Burns chimes in with only a truly innocent boy could get away with such blasphemy. That's a smooth line. Yeah. I would vote for that guy. Yeah. I'd be like, that dude's charming as what, what hell. Is he, what does his um, campaign guy say? He's on fire. Is that uh, smoking. He's, he's smoking. smoking. <laughs> uh, and he is. Like, he, he, he's a, they make Burns a charming dude. Like, he's very carketty. He is very Carcetti, yeah. Like, but Carcetti is a good dude. Yeah, Carcetti from the Wire, of course, which yeah. we've talking about a few, t- talking about Jesus, which we've spoken, spoken about a few times on this show. 
She. Sorry, that's <laughs> one of my other favourite characters from The Wire, uh, which I just in my day to day life now, as much as no one else understands it, whenever I screw up, I, I say it at work all the time. She. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were we talking about? So the the dinner. So it's all going really really well. Lisa and- asks the question. Like, do you have a question, uh, little girl? Yeah, I do. An inane one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns, your campaign seems to have the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Ooh, a tough question, but a fair one. So she asks that, and then she feels sad. But she feels feels kind of dirty. You know, mm. she's had to... What's the word? She's had to... She's had to sell herself, sell herself out, you know, she, for yeah. her dad. Yeah. Which, well, well as she says, that we've become the tools of evil. But like I said, you can understand why Homer is doing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's against their beliefs. But that's not going to put food on the table. No. You know, so Homer, Homer's thinking logistically in this episode. He wants a job. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, so Lisa goes to the kitchen and says to Marge, I feel bad. What what, what you just said? What was the quote? We've become the tools of evil. We've become tools of evil. Yes, correct. But then Marge has the awesome moment. It's such yeah. a and fuck it, again, you for Marge. subtle. You wouldn't pick up on it if you weren't really paying attention to that no. f- final scene. But she's the way it's delivered by Julie Kavanagh, she, she says it with that, like, don't worry, it'll all work out in the end. I've got it covered. Yeah. And then the camera just lingers on that dish. And that was the moment where watching this back tonight, I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of helps, I guess, as well, knowing that the three-eyed fish was going to be served, that I picked up on that exact moment. Whereas if you were watching it live, it wouldn't be until that reveal of the lid being lifted off. A lot of the Simpsons episodes now, when you're critiquing them, they do plant the seeds. They're like a really, yeah. they're like a good movie. Once you know what's happening at the end, if you go back and watch it, you're like, oh, that's what that means. Yeah, that's what that means. It all makes sense now. It all comes together full circle. Yeah. Two things. Homer I- was a ghost the whole time. <laughs> I knew it. Two things I asked when she lifted up the dish and presented Blinky. Yes. Now this is going back to unrealistic stuff. Was he cooked? A. How did she get her hands on Blinky? Yeah. B. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Poor Blinky. 
What yeah, the I know. fuck did he do to anyone? Like he did nothing. Poor Blinky. Mind you, Mr. Burns did say he would be delicious in the ad. Yes, that's another. That's another seed being yeah. planted. Unless, well, is Blinky the only one? Maybe she's that's, gone back that, to the watering hole. That's the only hole. theory that makes that makes me sleep at night. Is that she went back to the fishing hole, the old fishing hole? Yeah. And she cast a rod in. She caught another one, and yeah. Blinky still alive somewhere. Because you never really think you see Blinky on Tarzos, like in the room with Tarzos and cars. Yeah, you don't want to think that he's been eaten. And you're like, wait a minute, Blinky died. Mm. Blinky's like Pinchy. Yeah. He said Pinchy died a brutal, brutal death. Pinchy gets all the love. See, Pinchy, right? He didn't just get chucked in hot water. He got boiled. Mm. He got put in the bath and like he died slowly. Yeah, he did. I feel bad for Pinchy. Pinchy was like, you know Pierce Brosnan when he's talking about the frog in Dante's Peak? No. That it's uh, if you put a frog in boiling water, it'll jump out. But if you put a frog in cold water and slowly burn it up, it'll just sit there boiling to death. Well, this town is like that frog. Sorry, uh, I'm going off on my disaster movie rant. I've been watching a lot of them of late. Um, yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, like that's, as you said, yeah, Pinchy sat there a long time thinking and probably crying out for Homer to come and save him. He would have been wondering, where is he? Where's yeah. my dad? Oh, jeez, it's hot. Yeah, so poor Blinky. That's what, that's Hopefully just, Blinky had a swift end make, at least. Does it make me a, like a sook? Yeah. But I instantly think of the poor fish. Yes, it does. I don't know. I'm just such an, I'm such an animal lover. I mean, guys, when Lisa's fishing right, I'm so much like Lisa. I like fishing. I enjoy the sport of fishing, mm. but I feel bad for catching the fish. Yeah, well, you, at least fishing is easy to pop them back in. Like, you can't shoot a deer and then release it. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Anyway. On the subject of eating. So, <laughs> Mr. Burns, this is like the final moment that he can't afford to screw this up. Yeah. His campaign manager's there. He's like, eat, eat, go on. So, And, and Burns does try as he might. He gets a little bit on his fork. The and it skin wiggles. still wiggles. <laughs> and he, he, he tries to chew it down with a smile on his face and then just ba-doing, launches it over the table slow-mo. in slow motion. Before it's even hit the ground, all of the press have left the room. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what's what's his campaign manager's line? Brewing before it hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then that's it. Campaign over. Is that really the end of the campaign? I, I don't get why that's such a big deal. Because, again, that's another kind of comment on just how simplistic Australian politics, politics can be. What do you... Well, it's not Australian politics. Sorry, world politics, but um, in on subject of Australian ones, what do you remember John Howard for? What's If you type in John <laughs> Howard into YouTube, what would be one of the Bowling first... Ball. Exactly. <laughs> John Howard was the president... Uh, president, Jesus. He was the Prime Minister of Australia for, what, 11 years from Long memory? Time. Yep. Um, I think Brought was, in the GST. Brought in the GST. He, he impacted gun reform in Australia. He had some sweeping changes, both economically and and He did socially. good country. He did a lot of good. If you ask most people on the street uh, just to like think him. of their first John Howard memory, A, they don't like him. B, they'll laugh at the fact that he was playing cricket, tried to bowl a ball, and he bowled it pretty much into his own foot, and it bounced twice, went nowhere. I liked him for doing that, though, because do you think he knew that he couldn't bowl a cricket ball? Do you think he can bowl a cricket ball and just made a big mistake? Uh, or do you think he knew that he couldn't bowl, and he's like, I don't care. No, I reckon, anyway. I reckon look, no one's that bad. I think it was just one <laughs> of those ones. My dad used to do this if we were playing backyard cricket. Every now and then, his hand just wouldn't let go. Yeah. It, it, it was just a... An impulse, but... Funny moment. A little bit off track. It'll take 10 yep. seconds. Yeah. Indoor cricket once, right? We had a guy on our team. We were terrible. We were finished bottom of the ladder. Big guy. His name was Johnny. Running in full pace. He was our pace bowler. Bowled it right. Forgot to let go of the ball. Mm. So, you know when you're pace bowling, you yep. sort of lean down and face the ground? Yeah. Ball went straight down, straight back up, hit him in the face. Hilarious. Amazing. And I then, feel like we're losing all of our American listeners, though, so we need to stop talking about cricket. No one said anything. My mate turned to him and goes, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. So, anyway, continue on. So, Mr. Burns is pretty much rooted. He blames Homer. Yeah. He blames the, the family. And, yeah. So, he's going to make uh, Homer's life hell for the rest of his- Starts trashing their meagre possessions. <laughs> that, yeah, it's got that great line as well about how Lisa says- Mr. Burns, I hardly see what destroying our meagre possessions is going to accomplish. <sighs> 
She's right. Take me home, Smithers. We'll destroy something tasteful. <laughs> like I, I like, like it's not the act of destruction yeah. that's useless. It's destroying these meager items. I like that Homer stop him. Uh, Mr. Burns, you shut up and break something. <laughs> yeah, throw <it's right. laughs> throws a glass on the ground. <laughs> Poplet, hilarious. Um, so then it cuts to Homer saying, "Oh, I don't want to be. No, I don't want Mr. Burns to make my life hell. I can't yep. reach any of my dreams. That makes, means my life's going to be boring." And it's one of your. They always go to this. It's like they go to ending in the first few seasons. Yeah, Marge and Homer are in bed, and Homer asks Marge a question. Marge, is Marge the voice says something reason, nice and turns off the light, and the light goes out, and that's the end of the episode. Yep, it's a fine way to end it, but it's like they got to an end of an episode. They're like, "How are we going to end this one, guys? We can't quite think of an ending." Go to Marge and Homer in bed. Yeah, it's not. Do you think so... it was meant to be a recurring thing? Well, it is a sitcom, and it's not so bad for a sitcom to have that sort of formula. It's like how Seinfeld in the early years would always start with Jerry doing stand-up comedy, and it would always end with him doing stand-up comedy. It was just a nice way to know that this is the final scene, and yeah. it's wrapped up, and it's kind of shorthand, and puts you in a familiar place for when the episode ends. But yeah, good episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. You appreciate it much more as an adult. If you've got kids out there, your kids probably won't like it. They'll yeah. like the fact that the fish has the three eyes, and that's about it. Yeah. It's not hilarious by any... St- like, it's not as laugh-out-loud funny as some it's of the parody episodes funny. have been. It's, it's clever. It's, yeah. Yeah, very, very clever. Oh, we should point out there was one other Citizen Kane reference in there as well during the campaign um, where Mr. Burns, you, you can see it's a really, really, really well-done shot of him campaigning with a gigantic photo of himself in the background. It's lifted lifted virtually shot for shot from Citizen Kane. Okay, cool. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that, firstly, nuclear power plants are awfully expensive to fix. Yes. Um, What was it, $52 million or something like that? And that even to Mr. Burns, $52 million is an awful lot of money. I didn't realise that was a lot of money to him. I thought he was like a billionaire. I guess it changes from time to time. Yeah. But uh, in in season two, that was a lot of money for Mr. Burns. Uh, What about you, Dano? What did you learn? I learned that the Springfield Shopper is free. Oh. Never realised I didn't actually notice that. Yeah, Yeah, okay. It's free in the corner. Weekly Gazette. They rely purely on advertising. Yes. Uh, I have one other question for you. Mm -hmm. Dando, four-finger discount has the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are we so popular? (laughs) Because there's this other Simpsons podcast that gave us this, like, free plug. Yeah, thank you, guys. (laughs) All right, we'll bring it back down to being nice again. Yes. So, uh, uh, trivia. Yeah, 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 trivia. Trivia. Okay, so when Bart puts a newspaper article of him being on the front page into his scrapbook... Yeah. What's the other article about? Well, I assume it's about Jebediah Springfield. But I didn't actually yeah. say. Yeah, d- d- that was a good question, it. wasn't it? it? That was. I would not have got that yeah. at all. Um, what's is there a headline? Have you got any says, extra uh, info? I on cu- that? No, just says. I think it says like, boy cuts off statue's head or something like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So what's your trivia for me? Mm-hmm. How many separate code violations did the nuclear power plant commit? Oh. Can I have three thingos? Uh, you can. I'll give you a Glen Ridge from Sale of the Century, higher or lower. <laughs> And I'll and tell get, you... And I get three goes. It's in between 250 and 500. This is like Price is Right. Uh, yeah. Or, or was it Sale of the Century? What no, did I say? Price is right. Did I say Sale of the Century? Yeah, I meant Price is Right. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> what was it in between? Uh, in between 250 and 500. 285. Higher. 499. Lower. <laughs> You've left yourself a big window. 340. Oh, that's it? amazingly close. What is it? 342. Oh, really? Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that is pretty close. Good effort. Yeah, not bad. I thought you actually knew it and you were pure, just dicking with me. Pure fluke. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. When, when you hear like 340, you're like, motherfucker. Yeah, I was. I was like, that son of a bitch has been toying with me for it, all of this. Speaking of, tell the listeners what I did to you at pool the other night at my birthday party. Oh, this was the most... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, when you're playing pool at someone else's house, the home ground advantage is pretty strong. Gr- granted, though, I'd I've only never, play when I've made over. Yeah, you, you walked in and was like, oh, I haven't played this for like two weeks. Pool I, shark. Yeah, exactly. So, we, we, 
it, luckily we didn't actually put any money in weeks. So we honestly, did, we didn't put any money on this. I hadn't played pool in years, and it's on a new table that did have some rolls in it. Like yeah, there yeah, were yeah. a few shots that I had nailed. Yeah, anyway. I bought it for two hundred bucks from a guy from work. Like, so one, one we, end of the cushion's fucked. It's called the dead zone. What were we? I was probably up maybe. I had four balls. We left. were just playing eight ball. You had four balls left. I think I had two, and then I was onto the onto the black. You had one left, then the black. Yep. One left, and then the black. And we'd been going, you know, relatively shot for shot. I had I got off to a couple off the break, and then we were going all right. Mitch looked very content with himself. I was really happy. Was I was very like, happy. Oh, I'm just showing Dando how things are done in his. He was like showing me trick shots in my head. I'm like, I know how to do this. <laughs> And uh, I wasn't. I was, trick shots. I was practicing a trick yeah, yeah, shot yeah. while I was when you walked in. I remember, from Paul Hall, I, remember the, I remember towards the start, I did a good shot, and you're like, "Oh, no, that was good." And I, I completely no sold it. Yeah, like, I didn't like try and acknowledge that I did a good shot because I'm like, "Oh, I didn't supposed to. I wasn't supposed to do that yet." Yeah. So then I think it might have been time for cake or something was called, and you just went, "Um, oh, I'm gonna have to do this now." But and I didn't just, say that though. I just went boop. Boop, boop, got the four balls in <laughs> and then said, black ball, this pocket, yeah. straight in. And then my friend Phil's just like, that was fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah you, you dropped the pool cue on the I on threw the it on the ground <laughs> and stormed off in disgust, which is the only way you're allowed to lose and a then, game in Australia. And then Mitch challenged me later on because he's like, the fact that you said, I like to do that at the end, it got to me. Yeah, it got to me. It did. That was it. That was your smug little comment. Like, I like to do that. I was yeah. like, you bastard. Yeah. In front of these two guys that you never met before, I'm just like bang, 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 black ball that pocket straight in. Yeah, I was like, it was one of the ones where. And I didn't even know. Here's so, the other thing: I didn't even know we were being competitive. I wasn't being I thought, competitive. Oh, you, but you became competitive no, at no, that no, moment. No. I just, I just tried to prove a point. <laughs> to who? You proved a point that had everyone been started. <laughs> But it was just a case of... It was like Brett Lee is just playing backyard no, cricket. you know what it was? It no is, one knows that it's Brett Lee. You know what it was? And then he's just going, oh, I'm just going to bowl at 150Ks an hour now. <laughs> just to prove a point. I wasn't taking it seriously. Like, no one was taking it seriously, but I was, just having, I was just being casual. But you were getting smug. You were getting smug. <laughs> I was getting smug. You were getting... Uh, I got... No, I you like were getting smug. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? Bring you down a few notches. <laughs> but I am smug. And I didn't say one single word until all the balls were in. And I'm like... I like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. And then moment. it was funny because then Mitch challenged my wife, Nicola and I, you and Ash, to doubles. Yeah. yeah. And then it got to the point where Nicola gave the game to Mitch, black ball over the pocket, white ball directly set up, Mitch hits the white ball in with the black. <laughs> yeah, that hurt a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because Mitch tried to spin the ball off and it just spun straight with the black ball. Yeah, and I, uh, <laughs> from memory, I think I did that no look as well, which, which yeah. on the subject of being smug, yeah, I was staring Nicholas in the, just looking both of you guys in the eyes as if to say, ha ha, suck it. I, you know, it was funny. In my head, I'm thinking, because I was getting music ready on the iPad at that point, I'm like, oh, well, we've lost, whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then I remember thinking in my head, the only way we're going to win is if he hits the white ball in. And I'm picking music, and everyone's like, oh my God, I need that one. And I'm like, he hit the white ball in the black. <laughs> yeah, it was awfully upsetting. And then I walked over, I'm like, what happened? And, and then someone's like, uh, Paul Q's hit the ground again, and I was out of there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what happened? Oh, did we win? <laughs> I, I knew what happened. <laughs> yeah. But then you guys beat us in double Not my finest moment. Um, but uh, It doesn't matter. It was a good night. It was a good night. It was a really, really, really fun time. That's good people that I hope are now listening to this. Because yes. we were like, just to everyone, four-finger discount, guys. Four you know, even um, Valina, who I work with, uh, who listens to the show, we had a new person start today. And so she's- um. Yeah, he's he's pretty nice. He's nice. a tall guy, really good legs, great buns. Awesome. So anyway, we're walking around the office, and she's like, you know, this is um, this is such and such, and she's a teller, and this is such and such, and he's the manager, and this is such and such, and he's that. This is Mitch. Do you like The Simpsons? <laughs> really? <laughs> like what I'm doing here has overtaken my importance at work. I feel like I'm the Simpsons guy now, like with my friend, with my social group, in the sense that when it was my birthday, people were posting like Simpsons birthday references 
instead of just posting happy birthday, like, yep. I feel like I'm known now as the Simpsons as guy. As the Simpsons guy, yeah. And I'm glad about that. I've, my whole life, I've always wanted to be the Simpsons guy. I've it's, always loved the Simpsons. I've always copped shit for being a grown man who still likes the Simpsons as much, as much as I do. Got all the Simpsons toys in here, all the Tarzos, got the Pogs, got everything. Mm. Got the Simpsons plush toys. Now, I've found people who appreciate it. Yeah. And I feel a million dollars. If there's one thing that people like Kevin Smith have taught me, it's that if you like something that's nerdy, as long as you love it enough and you keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep talking about it and keep talking about it, eventually you'll become one of the last people that's talking about it. And then everyone else that wants to hear about it will go, oh, I guess I have to listen to this guy. (laughs) And that's when the dollars roll in. I feel like it's okay to like something as much as we like The Simpsons. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with grown men liking nerdy shit like that. No, of course not. Particularly but- when... I think it's a generational thing as well, though. I mean, like, I think it's more that there's nothing wrong with liking what you liked when you were a kid. And, you know, people from the uh, 50s... It's pretty obvious that I like shit when I was a kid <laughs> looking in this room. People, people from the 40s and 50s, they grew up liking racism, and they continue to do so. And that's fine. That's, yeah. you know, that's a, oh, it's just Nana. She, like, you know, she doesn't like the blacks. And yeah. It's a generational thing. Yeah. Um, people from the 70s and 80s, they grew up liking drugs, and a lot of them still do like drugs. Mm-hmm. We grew up liking comics and cartoons. It's like we grow up... And I video feel, games, and feel, I'll continue doing that. I feel like today's generation, maybe it's just me, but smoking isn't... Is frowned upon now. Not frowned upon, but smoking isn't cool anymore. Yeah, you, it doesn't have that same social status nah, anymore. It's no, not everyone has to. I feel like if mind you, I still love it in movies, and I, it really upsets me when it gets to, when it's really obviously not in a movie, like when they've gone that oh, we can't put smoking because then it's going to bump our rating up higher. Versus Robert De Niro looks pretty goddamn cool when he's got a cigarette in his hands. Let's just let him puff away. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into some shout outs and some uh, mailbag questions. Let's because we've had a lot of people post on the page this week. It's been great. I love waking up to messages, and especially when it's people from all around the world. Yeah. I, I feel like we're getting more from Australia of late. Which is good. Yeah, it, it's very, very cool. Um, but yeah, but it is so, yeah, it's so amazing to wake up. And as you said, that it could be someone from, I don't know, pick a country, Venice. Yep. We haven't had Venice yet. Is that a country? It's a town. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at geography. That's yeah. like but the one mental skill that I've seriously lacked. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so it's, it's really cool. Now, one of the really, really nice ones that we've come through... I, what I like is people saying that they've been binge listening to us. Yeah, that's that's nice. I, I think I said in the last episode that, yeah. like, that's... Like, I've been binge I, listening to all the last I ones. I binge on things that I like, and now people are binging on me. It's mm. so cool. I don't even think I've had, like, a girlfriend <laughs> that would want to listen to me for that nope. long in nope. a row. Um, my wife definitely doesn't I barely want to listen can put to it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, we had a really, really nice one come through from Gemma Thomas. So we wanted to say thank you. She's um, uh, new to the podcast. She's been listening for the last week or so, but has been binge listening. Uh, says that we're both really awesome at what we do. I'm glad there's Aussies out there listening to podcasts. Podcasts need to be a thing in Australia. Yeah, it's, oh, definitely. We need to build this up. Now, she wants to know if we've considered doing a live podcast. Now, that is something... We've considered that, it. Uh, it would definitely. And I think when the numbers are big enough um, to justify it, like the thing is... If we're going to do it live, we need more than 15 people to rock up. We, like, what would you reckon would be a oh, good Oh, do you mean like live in person? Yeah, like, say, on stage, So, that'd recording. be hard, because where, where would we do it from? Well, we could get a venue, I'm sure, like... Um, We'd have to do it at, like, a convention. Start, to start small, I'm sure if we if we just went to, like, a pub, maybe a, a pub that does an occasional comedy night or something along maybe those lines. Maybe when um, Simpsons Best Moments page start doing their trivia nights again. Yeah, something like that. If you could tie in, and, and like, I mean, look, if you could say to the club, look, we're going to bring 50 people here, they're going to have a, dr- a few drinks, then... 
No one's going to say no to that. So we could find a venue. So I don't know if, how I'd go doing a live podcast. Though. I'd feel awkward. I think it'd be okay because wherever there's but you'd have not- to engage with the audience as well. Yeah, yeah, but that's then, cool. Would they be mic'd up? Like, I feel I'm- like I'll be honest. I feel like if we were doing a live podcast, I would take more control than you would. Like yeah. normally in this environment, you lead the show. Yeah. Whereas in a live scenario, I've you know I've worked in front of people before, so I feel like I'd be able to kind of get that in. But I, I think it would be a lot of fun to get some direct feedback as we're going. Um, so if that's something that you guys would be interested in, if you're listening to this, we'll start off with like a live stream podcast, maybe. Yeah, we'll stream we, it live. We could kick off with that. around the world can join in. But even then, the interactivity is a little bit harder there. I feel like the environment live could be a lot of fun. Particularly, we can, we can do a call-ins. Particularly if it was off the back of some drinks and and yeah. and some cherry, you know, just make it a fun night. The point is, if you if you think that that's something that would be interesting, then send us a message on uh, uh, facebook.com forward slash four finger discount. If you guys would be interested in doing a stream to start off with, right? Yeah. Send us a message. If we can get more than, say, 50 people that would be keen on doing listening to a live stream and interacting yep. with us, we'll tee up. We'll do it. The other thing, send a message and give us a rough idea of when you think it might work as a good time for you guys as well. Because we don't want to do a stream when everyone's in bed or something. We'd have to do it at night time for us, though. So like, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, obviously. I mean, it's it, we'll be dictating it. Yeah. But still, we, we, we'll We'll try to cater to whatever is the, the most common need out there. Yeah, but if you are listening to this right now and you would be keen on getting involved with a live stream, a four-finger discount, yep. message us and let us know. Because yep. if we get more than 50 or so, we'll consider it. Um, now, the other thing that Gemma said that I really enjoyed is that she said she, she loves agreeing and disagreeing with us, yeah. and, which I really like. Whenever we're saying something is right or wrong, it's, it's you know, we want to... We want discussion and debate, so it's please just get what involved. we think. We're not saying it's right or wrong, like you just said. We're just saying this yeah. is what we think. Yeah, yeah. That that sorry, that's a much better word for it. Yeah. It's just us putting our opinion out there. But anyway, welcome aboard, Gemma, and thank you very, very much for your kind words. We've had tons of posts onto the wall this week. It's been great. Uh, there have been. Um, we're just trying to catch through. So Tom Hoare has sent through some stuff as well here. Uh, hey guys, I've been listening to your podcast while playing video games. Awesome. Um, now that doesn't like. I'd be interested to know what video games, firstly, because yeah. I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five, and for me, I need absolute silence in the house because the game is so, like with the, the sound design these days, you can hear the footsteps of an enemy approaching from a while away. Yeah. So if someone's talking to you, you risk failing. Maybe he's <laughs> playing Simpsons Hit and Run. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, now, he also wants to know if we watch My bikini's the... bikini's on chafing. We want, he wants to know if we watch NRL or AFL. Um, <laughs> Pretty obvious. Yeah, very obvious. NRL. Both AFL guys. <laughs> <laughs> both predominantly AFL guys. I try to keep up with NRL a little bit. Yep. Um, I, I lived in Wait, Queensland. You, I think I read this. Didn't you write Gay FL? He wrote Gay FL. Because Fool! Every, <laughs> everybody north of Victoria found out that AFL and Gay FL rhyme, and wouldn't it be hilarious if we combined the two? <laughs> Um, but anyway, no, thank you very much for your support, Tom, even if you do follow a silly sport. <laughs> now, we've also had one come through from Niall Brown, who's sent through a bit of a continuity um, th- What does that up. remind you of, that name? Uh, I think of Niles from The Nanny. Personally. Oh, that's the butler from The Nanny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, sorry about that, Niall. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, hey guys, love the podcast. I've just finished listening to the review of Bart Gets an F and may have picked up on a continuity issue. We know that Homer says, Ooh, I hate that icky soup skin when talking about the soup. However, a few seasons later, isn't there a scene where Lisa is upstairs and Marge is calling her for dinner saying, come down before the soup will get the icky skin, to which Homer gleefully gobbles it up. Now, I am 99% sure that's true. Off the top of my head, I could not remember what episode that was, so I could go back to verify. But again, if you're listening and you've got the answer for Niall, post it on the page or send it through as a message and we'll answer that in a future episode. But I'm 90% sure that Lisa has been grounded or she's in trouble for something. 
Um, or maybe she's just sulking. Whatever it is, she's up. Maybe in it's more where they turn her bedroom into like that weird technology. I room. was actually look. I'm. I'm. It might be Bart versus Thanksgiving when she's oh, upstairs. Yeah, I know. But when she's upstairs and she's upset, I'm not sure if they had soup then. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe. But I think it's one of those things where Homer eats it out of spite. Like it's. It's not about the fact that he would enjoy it. It's just about you know you'll get that icky soup skin. Is like well you won't be getting any icky soup skin because you haven't been a good girl. So I'm going to eat it. What about um, Lisa the vegetarian when she makes the soup? No, I don't know if it's, it's tomato that. soup served ice cold. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that late. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it gets an icky skin when it's ice cold. Oh, no, no. Mm. Another post. Came, this one came today, actually, okay. from like, Craig Jones. So this fan podcast a couple of weeks back. Sorry, been catching up. Um, damn, you guys are funny as hell. Being Australian, I find it damn proud to see a podcast like this being produced here. But he's not happy with us being a Victorian production. Obviously, in New South Wales or Queenslander. Yeah, another But it's one just cool that and our fellow, like I said, fellow Aussies are starting to find us now. It's not... We love Diego Toro, the president oh, of... Uh, where's he from? Uh, Costa Rica, is it? Poor, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> Costa Rica. Costa Rica. <laughs> uh, Chloe Warburton says, Found your podcast a few weeks ago. Been catching up as she walks her dog. Yep. And she says she pissed herself laughing when we are talking about when you, you got married. When I buried my chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> Still the greatest scheme that I've ever come up with. I remember when you told me that story. I just It was so funny. Uh, that was, I, I did read that and I was really excited to think about that because it's one of my favorite things that like you're trying to go about your business and it's just a normal quiet day. But And you know, you're listening in headphones and so no one else knows what you listen to and suddenly you just hit the ground with laughter and no one knows why. I do that because I'm the admin. I put clips up on the Simpsons best moments page. Yep. I'll go at work and check how they're doing. Yep. And I'll be sitting there in the, in the Oasis, like the lunch Oasis, and I will play the video quietly, but I can hear what's going on. Yep. And then I start laughing and everyone looks at me and I'm like, sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, you can't help but laugh. Oh, yeah. So I love that I've created that in somebody else. <laughs> so that's, um, that's some shout outs for this week. I'm not sure we have any new reviews on the iTunes store, but... Um, shout I'll out sh- to We're Talking Simpsons. I don't know if people have picked up on that yet or not, but that's a, <laughs> it's another Australian-based podcast. Go listen to them the and premiere then come for, right back to us. the premiere since this podcast. Debail! Debail is here! Okay, so we've got a few questions that have come in for this week's mailbag, and they're all, I think, really interesting questions, actually. And I like that guys are thinking outside the box a little bit. It's not just about, you know, what did we say last week or what's to do with this episode. What's your favourite episode? (laughs) Not knocking the people that have asked, what's your favourite episode? Do you think it's funny when Homer tries to cross the gorge, but he doesn't? (laughs) That was my question. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're going to kick it off with uh, with Matt Villanueva. Good name. Villanueva. Any like name a comic that, book supervillain. Any name that has villain in it is <laughs> kind of cool, yeah. Matt Villain. Villanueva. Uh, what... Ca- that sounded really good. So, what character... I'm going to do the rest of the mailbag Just in that voice. Just ask, ask the fucking question. <laughs> All right, then. What character were we happiest to see in the Simpsons movie? So, what character were we the happiest that appeared in the Simpsons movie? I was more happy coming out of that movie. I thought the movie could have been better, but you know it was what it was. But it was I still kept, pretty good. I remember coming out thinking, "I'm glad they threw in as many characters as they possibly could." Mm. It didn't just focus on the main characters, especially when they had like the mob scene. Yeah, and at the start when they're watching Green Day, they did, they just fit in as many characters as possible. I'm glad even Bart skateboarding naked. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot of people, even if they're just in the background for a second, they cover yep. off a lot of Springfield there. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad comic book guy got a line in the movie. Mm-hmm. I like comic book guy. Was there anyone that was missed that you would have liked to have seen? Hmm. I don't recall seeing Handsome Pete. Yeah. <laughs> I would have liked a Handsome Pete reference. Fair enough. Tell a lie. Oh. I wish the supervillain was Hank Scorpio. Yeah, that would have been nice to bring Hank back. That that would have been so much better. I know but, it's the same actor, but it should have been Hank Scorpio. Yeah. So much it, better. It, it really would have been better than just a sort of government it thing. It would have been... Like, I know that's... 
Do you think they wrote that movie trying to appeal to the masses, or do you think they tried to write it for the hardcore Simpsons? I think fans? they would have. No, they. Well, both. I mean, you've got to keep commercial interests at heart, but they definitely would have made sure that everyone. Imagine who having was a, a teaser fan. trailer that shows Hank Scorpio. Holy shit! Yeah, it would have gone absolutely at bananas. Oh if my had god, it that would be a billion YouTube views. Yeah, yeah, in a heartbeat. Um, I agree. Hank Scorpio is probably one thing that just was missing. All, this, is, this is what the teaser trailer should have been, right? Back of a chair in like an office. Yep, and just slowly zooming in. With like talking about what the movie's about, or just some this summer or whatever, some, yeah. someone is returning. They don't do that anymore in trailers. No, no. Ever since, you no, know uh, they do in trailers now. They tell you the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, that's shit's three me. minute trailers. What? Yeah, that's far what? too much. But they, but now they just have words that flash on the screen, and yeah. it's ever since the death of Don LaFontaine. Here's your useless pop culture yeah. knowledge. Don LaFontaine <laughs> was like that in a world guy. He was one yeah. of the really, really great ones at that. And um, anyway, since he died, yeah, they don't do it anymore. They don't have like a current like. In a world gone mad. They might do it for comedy movies, but it's not taken seriously anymore. No. The teaser should have been zooming in on a chair, talking about a supervillain of some sort or something happening of some guy returning, spin around, Hank Scorpio, him saying something witty or catchy, bang, The Simpsons movie this summer. Yeah. Fuck it, man. That would have been epic. Yeah. Do you know what you've almost exactly described? What? The teaser trailer for Bill Murray's new show, A Very Murray Christmas. Really? Which, it, 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 guys, if you're out there, but do you, but look you see, this up. But see, you know it's Bill Murray in that chair. No, well, you do eventually, but not for the start. So, all it is... It's, you wouldn't think it's Bill Murray when it's called A Very Murray Christmas? You don't know that's what it's called. Oh, okay. So, all it is, there's nothing at all. It's like a 15, 20 second shot, and it's just Bill Murray in a tuxedo, the ba- like back to camera, looking out a window. Unmoved, doesn't do a thing. And then finally, he just turns, looks at camera, gives it a little Bill Murray face, and that's it. And you know what? I'm going to watch the shit out of that show. How did he build a new career out of not giving a shit? He never gave a shit. He, he, just, he just built his entire just, career out of it. He just goes it. to people's houses and for like, house parties and shit. Everyone wants to be Bill Murray. <laughs> it's like it's the tribe thing. Bill fucking Murray. See, when I was a kid, I knew him as the guy from Space Jam. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> Couple of teams says, "Let me hear." I see. Well, that's how it goes. Um, but like, I, I, I love Bill Murray can do no wrong. Like how was he, when he got um, drunk after Letterman, like he yeah. went on Letterman's final show and then went on another chat show and then he fell off a chair and they're like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Well, I did Dave's show and then I went out and had a few drinks." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also him and Matt Damon went on Graham Norton's show. Absolutely shit faced. They were yeah. just hammered drunk. It's really really funny. And again. Bill Murray, who cares? You yeah, have to check it out. Like Bill Murray, uh, if you don't know this about Bill Murray, there are two of my favourite facts of any person in the history of the world. One is that story that he would walk around New York City, when, at, particularly at the height of his fame. He would come up behind people and put both of his hands over their eyes and say, guess who? They would turn around, it'd be Bill Murray looking at them, and he would just say, no one will ever believe you. And walk off. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, that's such a <laughs> great way to that. play on yeah. celebrity. The other thing is that, do you know how you get in contact with Bill Murray? Like, say you're Martin Scorsese. Say you want to put Bill Murray in a movie. How do you do that? Call his agent? No, you don't. You dial a 1-800 number that Bill, uh, Bill Murray has set up that goes through to an answering machine that Bill Murray will listen to. Really? And if Bill Murray likes your idea, Bill Murray calls you back. Why don't we get Bill it Murray on the show? It doesn't matter who you are. You could be fucking Steven Spielberg. Why don't we call him up and get him on the show? Uh, we should. We'll try or and get the or, number. Or does no one know the number? Oh, I'm sure you could find it out. I doubt it's on like you know yellow pages or anything <laughs> like that. But yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. You have to call Bill and wait for him to say whether or not you're worthy. Next week's next week's uh, intro. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. <laughs> so I'm yeah. So Hank Scorpio is my person for the Simpsons movie. Yeah. Who uh, who did you miss out on? Who did you feel the, the movie? Should I don't have know had? that anyone was missing, but I was really excited when Tom Hanks made his little appearance. 
Um, oh, yeah. Purely because, as you said, like, it's that you expect everyone to be in there. Yep. And I hadn't read that Tom Hanks was making a cameo. So when he popped up, I was like, hey, cool. Yeah. But, you know, it was just a nice, that was an exciting moment for me. Yep. So there you are, Matt. Uh, there's that one covered off for yourself. Now we will move along to, uh, we'll save Hamish for last. Ben Kane. Now this is an important one for the people that are fans of the new episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. And I feel like from some of the feedback that we've been getting, maybe we've been a little too harsh on the newer episodes. I haven't been. I, I have been. <laughs> so I will make some concessions, and I think I did when we were chatting with Nikki, that it's probably more about the fact that the show has moved on and maybe I had it. So um, Ben's question is, how do we feel about the fact that The Simpsons is no longer selling the new seasons on DVD or Blu-ray? Sub-question, how can somebody in Australia legally watch the newer episodes if they want to without, you know, necessarily seeing them on television. Okay, you can't. That's the, that's the answer to okay, that. well, that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why they don't give us access to Simpsons World. It makes no logistical okay. sense. So, Simpsons World is the um, Fox-based website? Yeah. So, okay. you're trying to get onto it from Australia. Unless you change... This is not legal, but you can change your IP address and you can actually get onto it. Okay, so the um, same way that you can get American Netflix? Stuff like that, yeah. yeah. So, you, cha- you trick your computer or your service into thinking that you're American and yeah. you can sign up to it. So, there's a bunch of easy ways... Not, not endorsing that at all, but that's how you would get onto the Simpsons World. But if you go onto it from an Australian legal IP... It says, sorry, this isn't available in your country, which yep. is ridiculous. Okay. Why? So, Maybe we could be the pioneers of bringing it to Australia. So, given that... Uh, that that would be really cool. Let's start a petition. Yeah, definitely. Let's get that on board. Okay, so we'll, uh, maybe we'll jump up on Petition Spot or something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the thing. And we'll get it on The Simpsons Best Moments. Oh, that would go in a heartbeat. All so, right. we'll create... Keep a, that in mind, guys. And the four-finger discount and then share it on The Simpsons Best Moments. So, it's our thing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Photos of us everywhere. Yes. Um, and Photo up. We'll call it the No We're Talking Simpsons Club. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Dot net. <laughs> um, okay, so there's no legal way for you to listen to it. Now, not that I'm aware now, of. Now, I'm no. certainly not going across Fox by telling you how you could illegally listen to their show. However, watch their show. Say you wanted to listen, say you just wanted to watch something from Comedy Central that you couldn't watch because it was blocked in Australia. Mm-hmm. There are, there's a service, there, you can Google services that will mask your IP so you can get around that sort of thing. Plus, most of those shows put shit on YouTube anyway. Yeah. Fuck, most mainstream news outlets in Australia these days will tell you how to do it. Just jump on theage.com.au and they'll tell you how to do it, despite the fact that they've got shares in the stuff that you need to be in Australia to watch. Anyway. anyway um, how I feel about this, the DVDs not being... I, when oh, I first read as that, a nerd, I hate that. I was so upset because, be honest, I haven't bought any seasons since season 13. I'm going to buy them. That just haven't been a priority, right? Yeah, yeah that's I, understandable. I, see, me being the geek that I am... If I buy season one of something, you I'm need to have them all. Yeah, definitely. Why do they stop? Now, I understand they said that they stopped because of the decrease in the sales of DVDs these days and people turning to downloading and digital yep. stuff, right? There's still something about owning it. There's something about Physical. having it there. It's 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 Especially when you've got season one to 17, any, or in my case, one to 13, and then nothing. Look, any collection is better to have, to touch, to hold. It's like, it's like the comparing a book like a real proper book in your hand to an uh, to a Kindle or something like that. Like the act of feeling the pages, that sound that a DVD makes when or the DVD case makes when you first open it, that little satisfying the smell. crack sound. You know, you know what my favourite thing, right, in the, the world? I say this to anybody. The one thing that reminds me of my childhood more than anything, new card smell. When you yep. open up a fresh packet of cards or a new toy, yep. that smell, that that's just that, you know what do you know the smell? 
Uh, I do. I mean, as much as I wasn't collecting cards, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like you, open, you open up something new, and it's just like a new board game or something, and yep. it's just got that smell. It's just for, that- um, for anyone that's ever played sport, the smell of like a new ball or new set of gloves yeah, it's just, or something up, like it's that. that. Plastic, it's that, I call it the new card smell. Yeah. It's fresh off the card. You yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's just like, so like when you open up the DVDs, it's just, it's got that smell. Yeah. And then like, the again, discs. this is so small, but like pulling a DVD out and looking at the underside and saying that it's, it, you know, flawless, that there's no tiny scratches because yeah. I take excellent care of my DVD. And Nicola's one of those people that grabs and puts a hand on it. No! <laughs> but um, Numerous arguments in the car when she pulls a CD out and grabs it. Yeah, but here's no, like... put your finger in the middle. That thing about wanting to be able to own the entire thing in a series when you start it. I had, for a really, really long time, the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, love Spider-Man 1, love Spider-Man 2, hated Spider-Man 3. For a really long time in Australia, when they were released on Blu-ray, you could only buy them as a trilogy. They never released one and two as a standalone, and I refused to buy them purely because, like, I was so torn because I was like, I don't want to only buy one and two because it's not complete, but I also don't want number three in my house because it was such a piece of shit. And it took me a good year and a half to reconcile it in my head until it finally became cheap enough that it felt like I was only buying one and two and that three was just an unnecessary byproduct of all of that. That's why it puzzled me when Family Guy did this, right? Mm. They released, I think it was seasons one to five as a DVD set. Yeah. But then six, seven, and eight that were, were separate ones. Then they've released like a one to ten set as well. But I'm thinking, when people know that they're up to like season eight, why would you buy season one to five in a box set? Yeah, it makes as no a sense. box. South Park have done that as well. They've yeah. re-released, yeah, like bunch seasons. What's you know, the point? You've, you can buy them all individually. Get, getting back to the Simpsons, though, like like I said, I understand why they have stopped releasing them. It probably costs a lot. But here's my rebuttal to that: release them as limited edition. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Any hardcore Simpsons fan will fucking buy that. because Release they know- them as an order only on the on the website. Yes. That, you know. yeah, but then they have to make them. Though. I suppose when you make sure... Yeah, but I mean, you, but by doing that, you're not losing overhead. You're not making a shitload to just sit in a warehouse and be unsold. So you mean pre-order? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So if they pre-order them, then they, then they make it. I, re- I reckon just release a certain amount, maybe 10,000 units... And had them limited. Had the little barcode, one of ten thousand. People love that shit. I love that shit. When you a numbered yep. thing. Yeah. I, I would love to have like number nine hundred sixty out of ten thousand of yep. season eighteen. Was that a great Jerry Seinfeld joke about that? Like limited edition. Oh yes, they're limited to the number we can sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the guy that asked this question? Was it Niall? Uh, no, this one was from uh, Ben Kane. Ben Kane. Yeah, Ben. I was upset when I read that. I, like I said, I haven't bought the last four seasons, but I liked knowing that I could. Yeah. You know, but now that I know that I can't buy anymore, it makes me feel like, what's the point in buying 14, 15, 16, 17? Yeah, what's, if there's what's no the point more? of investing if you can't well, get well, to if, the end? If, if my set's going to be incomplete anyway, I might as well leave it incomplete at 1 to 13. That's um, very much my workout philosophy. I, I looked at a photo of Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime and went, I'm never going to get to that. <laughs> what's the point in even starting? <laughs> okay, so the final question in the mailbag this week comes from Hamish Moore. Now, this one has absolutely nothing to do with The Simpsons, but this oh, okay. is for perhaps some podcast aficionados out there. Uh, so Hamish asks, 
Firstly, what sort of equipment do we use to record this podcast? I have a Zoom H6 recorder, and I highly recommend if you are going to be doing podcasting, buy yourself one of these. It cost me about, when I bought it, about a, oh, close to a year ago now, about $600 on eBay, I think it was maybe a bit cheaper, yeah, right. 500 and something. So worth it, though. You can plug four mics into it and then operate the, um, the levels, on the levels of it for each, plus use it as a mic itself. So five mics. And it records straight to an SD card? Yeah, so I can plug it straight into my, via the USB cord, straight into the computer, bang, off I go. I can use it as a um, as an interface for the computer yep. as well. Like These things are incredible. If you want to get into podcasting, get a Zoom H6, plus I have Shure 58 mics. Yeah, there you go. Now, the Zoom H6, it kind of looks like the things that, like if you're on an electric guitar, when you kick it. Yeah, foot pedal. Yeah. yeah, so it's a little bit of an outlay up front uh, if you're going to do that, but highly spend money to not hi- we don't make money. Well, not make but, money. But, but We're not making anything. But if it's you're going to do a podcast, it. do it right. Don't sound like, for example, why would anyone want to start a podcast if it's just two people talking into a laptop microphone? Yeah, don't talk into a laptop and don't like talk over the phone. If yeah. you have to do a podcast where it's two hosts, it's got to sound like it's on the radio. It's got to sound good. Yeah, for me, unless it's a guest or something or call-ins. You know, for me, whenever I do anything creatively there's uh, a line from Ben Folds that I really really like where it's um, I don't like wasting time on music that won't make me proud and and that's you know yeah if, if I mean I assume you're asking that question Hamish because you are interested in doing something as well and and by all means go out and do it but you know inv- even if it's only yourself you might not need to spend the 600 straight up but at least get a couple decent quality microphones and some and you know plug them into a laptop directly and something like we've got little thingamabubbies those that will um, <laughs> that will stop a little bit of wind noise and that sort of thing Sock cutting puppets. through as well yeah. uh, now his second question is um, what sort of podcasts do we listen to and is there anywhere in particular that we get inspiration from um, so this is oh. basically free plug time for other podcasts well I wouldn't say inspiration but I, I'm a big wrestling fan Mitch used to be I'm still I'm a big wrestling fan who doesn't really watch wrestling anymore and relies yep. on podcasts to keep me up to date Okay, that's basically yep. what it is so cool. There's a couple of podcasts I listen to. If you're a wrestling fan, I listen to Solar Monster Sounds Off. Mm-hmm. Um, I also listen to PW Torch and ProWrestling.net. They're the three wrestling podcasts. Plus, now what the, were you listening to when I walked in the other the day? The Steve Austin one, which yeah. is he doesn't really not necessarily talk about the wrestling so much of what's happening week to week. He interviews wrestlers, yeah. So he gets guests on, and because he's Stone Does he Cold, stomp mud holes in people and walk them dry. <laughs> <laughs> Take him to the woodshed. <laughs> um, so he, yeah, he interviews wrestlers from the past. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you would have heard of Stone Cold Podcast. Jericho was all right too, but I felt like Jericho was trying to be a radio host. So it's very limited in scope what you're looking for when you're going for your, through your podcast. So far, it's all wrestling. I love podcasts about TV shows that I'm watching. Yeah, okay. So I used to watch Sons of Anarchy so when like, I was on. Or so The Talking Dead or something like that. Yeah, Talking Dead. I like um, Nerdist Podcast. Yeah. Um, Nerdist Podcast inspired me to do this, actually getting inspirations. Listening to Nerdist made me realize, you know what? It is cool to talk about geeky shit. Yeah. You know? And I used to always say, I wish there was a show about The Simpsons. And then I saw the guy, I saw him doing um, Talking Bad. Yeah. It was the first time I saw um, Chris, what's his name? Chris, the guy that does Nerdist. Anyway. Not sure. Um, yeah, he did Talking Bad. Which, uh, they would be in the TV studio, they'd film it. It was a show. After every episode of Breaking Bad, they're talking about it. And I'm like, these are like, you get big name celebrities on talking about Breaking Bad. Yeah. And like they're talking about it like it's a like it's a real thing, like the the characters and stuff. And I'm like, people now accept this, you know, like ten years Not ago. Not only accept it, they seek it. They love it, yeah. And like ten years ago, people wouldn't be interested in hearing people talk about the characters and like the, the their backstories and what they're thinking, what they're feeling, because they're made up characters. But now people love that shit. Yeah, people definitely. People love get it. Invested. Ten years ago, if you were going to do that, you had to do it in a book. And yeah. I think that, like, it's so much easier to passively do it now. You can pop it on in your car and you can listen to it while you're driving to work or to the bus or whatever it might be. The thing is, though, when you're doing stuff like that, 
if I can tell that the host don't passionately like the show, they're just doing it because it's a thing. Oh, uh, yeah, because well, this is popular. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, that doesn't I, work. When I can, like, for example, we I think to- they get found out pretty quickly, yeah, to like, be honest. Because they go three episodes and go, oh, fuck, we're not getting anywhere, yeah. and they stop. We talk about The Simpsons and the characters like they're real people. We love the show. Like? Yeah. <laughs> so you can tell that we're passionate about the show and I think that's why people are starting to like Four Finger Discount yeah I think, if, well if, that's again that's that's definitely the feedback so that I, comes I, through that Nerdist and there's, there's a the name escapes me there's like a, a channel in America broadcast out of LA I believe where all different popular TV shows at the time Arrow Game of Thrones Sons of Anarchy Walking Dead those kind yep. of shows Breaking Bad straight after they watch it when it's live on TV and they get straight in the studio and do a podcast about it yeah that's it. cool so by the time I'd watched it here in Australia and got into bed They've done the podcast, so I can yep. just listen to it in bed. And I, just, I love hearing people talking about something and hearing what they think about it. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't really see it like that and stuff. TV-based podcasts are what got me into doing okay. a discount. Cool. Well, for me, uh, there's a few that I've already mentioned on the show before, so I won't go in depth with them. But Kevin Pollock's chat show is yeah. um, pretty good for Smodcast. You got re- that as well? Yeah, Smodcast. I listen to a bit. Um, Fat Man on Batman is a sort of offshoot of that with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, Would you listen to a Kevin Spacey podcast? I would listen to Kevin Spacey read the newspaper. <laughs> um, but Kevin Pollock's chat show is good for long-form interviews with celebrities and, and pretty big-name ones. Um, the, uh, KCRW The Treatment is... Uh, so, that's got Elvis Mitchell, who's um, a slightly pretentious but really, really, really knowledgeable film critic. And he, again, just gets really in-depth interviews with people. Like, it's not just, so how did you get into motivation with this character? It, it's, re- like, to the nth degree, the stuff that you never would have thought of before that they'll must have be, it. must have been great working with these cast members. Yeah, exactly. Um so, yeah, the treatment is a very good one. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else is on my iPod at the moment. Um, uh, a couple of Australian ones. Will Anderson's? Yeah, I was going to say a couple yeah. of Australian ones that I like. So, Will Anderson had Tofop that he started a few years ago, uh, which has now moved on to Fofop. Um, it, it, it's got its own mythology and it's hard to follow, but it, it's genuinely funny. Um, now, they are, they're probably one of the exceptions to what we were talking about before, that when he first started Tofop, no idea what they were doing with microphones. And most people, their first few episodes of a podcast generally isn't going to be great. I wouldn't dare go back and listen to our first few podcasts. No, I couldn't bear to do it now. As much uh, as at the time, I was just excited that they worked. I was like, this is awesome. But I, I, I reckon like I would hate it now. We have, I feel like we'd have much more confidence now because we know people are listening. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Will, so Will Anderson, very, very, very successful and very famous Australian comedian who's now cracking into the American market as well. Um, Wiped our tweet about four finger discount at one point, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he did a little while ago, which was pretty <laughs> exciting. Um, Will, if you're listening, uh, but yeah, so his is worth listening to. We've got the sweetest plum. Um, now they they they're probably one of the I guess you would say pioneers premier in Australia. Podcasts. I mean, they are legitimately one of the premier podcasts. Yeah. Um, Justin Hamilton, who's an Australian comedian as well, he's got a really really good one called "Can You Take This Photo, Please," which. Is one of it sounds like it's a photography pod, uh, podcast, but it's one of the funniest kind of names ever. The backstory of that is Justin Hamilton is also a really successful and very long working comedian in Australia, but he doesn't have the public profile. But he's always been really good mates with guys like Will Anderson and guys like Rove McManus and and Adam Hills and all those sorts of people. So he's always the guy that when they're at a restaurant together, people come up to him and go, uh, "Can you take a photo of us, please?" <laughs> So, his point um, for his podcast is to go through and just, again, really long interviews with Australian comics about what it's like to do comedy. And if, again, if that's something that you're in any way interested in, the insight that you get out of that particular podcast is just astounding. Uh, The knowledge that to become successful, to be an overnight success, you've got to go through five years of absolutely slogging, generally, to get out the other side. 
so yeah, there are a few for me that I that I really do. Like for me, it's more generally about either creative arts or comics or you know the stuff that I'm into. I guess. Yeah, cool. Yeah. You should start your own comedian podcast. I reckon. We'll get to that. Yeah. So we've got um uh well we've got Stephen K. Amos is coming yes. to Geelong, so I'm going to try and catch up with him if that's yes. at all possible. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll see what we can pull out. Well, I'm exhausted. I'm sweating profusely. It's hot. I need my fat man we've, moo-moo. I'm just like, we've <laughs> gone, in Victoria, we've gone from winter to a summer overnight. Yes. We skipped spring. It legit <laughs> went from like 13 to 28 and scorching hot. Overnight, yeah. And there's been three days in a row of it. And I'm in my full like work gear, so I'm wearing woolly socks and I'm, I'm a t-shirt wearing, with a high-vis high vis shirt over the top. And I'm wearing two pairs of socks because I just bought new shoes and they were destroying my heels. Such a woman thing to do. I had opened them up to the How bone. high is the heel? Uh, <laughs> I'll three inch. Yeah. Um, my arches are killing me. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, thanks cool. everybody for listening. Really do appreciate it. Let's plug our sponsors once again. Simpsons Best Moments Facebook page. Yep. You're gonna lo- if you love the Simpsons, you'll love this page. They're the best Simpsons Facebook page besides the Simpsons on Facebook. So they are. Facebook.com slash the Simpsons Best not, Moments. Not just like it's a lot of video clips. We're getting some articles up on there. Yeah. Getting, all sorts of stuff has come through that Top page. Ten. Check out Mitch just put up an article on torrentless.tv. If you make sure you get to torrentless.tv and check out our Simpsons articles. We've got yep. them a few up every week, top ten lists. Mitch just did the top five Simpsons episodes that make you cry. Yeah, well no, it wasn't top because you'd actually stole oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it was five Simpsons episodes yeah, yeah. that will make you cry. Yeah, um, and that's nearly 20,000 reads. Like, it's going crazy. So, yeah. make sure you yeah, check it, it out. Yeah, that was pretty mind-blowing for me. That At first, I was trying to keep a lid on things going, uh, you know, 20,000 in the scheme of things on the internet. That's not very much. And then Wait, it just hit a little me. website from Geelong. Then it hit me that I went, hang on. In literally 20 minutes of that article being online, more people had read something that I'd written than had ever read something I'd written in my entire life combined. We've had over 200,000 people in September hit to go to our website. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's unbelievable. That's the population. Of oh, Geelong. That's Geelong. <laughs> yeah, that's... We, we're just a little website with, with a little engine that could. The, yeah. And now chugga, we're, chugga, chugga, we're chugga, doing chugga, something. Chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> Major pain. <laughs> Still in there. He ain't happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go watch Major Payne. Mitch, any fun? Oh, let's thank uh, NoHomers.net as well. If you obviously you're a fan of The Simpsons, if you've listened to this, if you listen to this the entire way through, you're definitely a fan of The Simpsons. Yeah. But check out. And you're probably no, a fan of us by now as well. Yes. Check out NoHomers.net. Um, it's basically just tons of forums about The Simpsons. So if you want to communicate and chat to other people that love the show, tons of different threads, yep. NoHomers.net. Check them out as well. They're official sponsors of the show. Yep. Mitch, any final words? You're exhausted. You're out of breath. Mm. Uh, rate us and review us in the iTunes store, yes, please. Yes, we love reviews. Yeah. Um, the, the more people that review, the more people will see the show, the more people will get involved, and the better we'll be and the bigger we'll be. I keep harping on about it, but it, it really is because the more people that listen to this, the more we will ultimately be able to do with the show. We'll be able to make a live show happen. We'll be able to have events, we'll be able to have merchandise, get coffee mugs, T-shirts, whatever it might be. So the more of you guys there are, the more that we'll be capable of. I'm going to go defeat Mitch at pool. No? Too soon? I hate you, Dando. But I like to do that. <laughs>